Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. This is episode 50 and this is Altai joined by... Omer. Gumble. Matt. We are one down. This one week. down, uh, boys. Yep, Shu cannot make it. Uh, she probably slept in, right? Or is there a reason? A uh, bit, bit, bit of slept in and things going on. So. All right, all right. She's out for the week. And we do. before we want to get to the weekly raid, we want to say uh, we are going to be rescheduling the podcast for future episodes. So it will be 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, which is why you see it in the background. And the logic behind that is it's a little too early for us, and it's probably early for everybody else, too, considering a lot of people are going to work and school. So we're going to be doing it a little bit later in the day. So that's for that's for future podcasts. <coughs> yep. Since and we started doing this live on Twitch, don't... yeah, the timing has been bad for a lot of you. All of us. And also, Everybody. since it's not mentioned in the background, it will be every day. Yes. And of course, uh, before we start the blame game, I'm pretty sure this is all Gumby's fault. All right, that we started. You know, so I, I think Omer is one of the is a master at misdirection. Or he would be if he didn't get caught every time. <laughs> we all know that this was all Omer's fault <laughs> months and yeah. months ago. Yeah, we we all know though that the real fault is does lie with Gumby. As the editor, he forced us to do it every yes, day. Yes, Gumby is the editor of MMOs.com. Okay, at the end of the day, he's got the final pen. All right. He's hand is mightier than the cam. Help! Ooh, hand is mightier than the sword. I like it. Well, the pen, not the hand. And before we get to weekly raid, one last thing: we're doing a giveaway on um, mos.com. So if you guys want a chance to win a free mouse, free Death Adder Chroma, just enter. It's about seventy-five people entered so far, so your odds of winning are about one in seventy-five. It's not bad. It's doing an awesome mouse, and I'm using it right now. If you can see, I am I've been too. Using this mouse forever. This is how you get good at games, guys. You need a good mouse, all right? You also, you also download hentai faster when you use that mouse. You do. Mouse, so. it, just, it just smooths the download button, you know? There's no, mm. there's no misclicks on the ads, you know? Those... You know what? I think the real question, though, is how does it handle grease? You know, does that grease come right off when you go to clean it? Or, uh... Uh, it very important to custom mouse. I feel my, this mouse is really clean right now, and my mice usually gets very grimy, so this has been holding up pretty well. <laughs> Well, that's exactly what every gamer needs to know. Like, you know, I don't even eat chips when I'm on my computer now. I don't want that grease all over the okay, place. See, I've got a bigger problem than grease. Like the the grip on my mouse around where my fingers sit on both of the um, mouse buttons has like completely worn off, and it's oh, completely yeah. smooth there. Yo, do you guys remember the good old though. days with the with the ball mice? And then every once in a while, you have to take the ball out and like scrape the. Yeah. Like the fuzz. Oh my god, good times, boys. Uh, I remember, like, you play Counter-Strike, you just can't play because it just gets stuck and it's the worst. I don't know how we ever played first-person shooters with ball mice. That was terrible. Like, I remember when we played FPSs in school, one kid, he went around and he took all the balls out of the mice when we started <laughs> just so he could be better than everyone else. <laughs> I actually never had that happen. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> was an asshole. Everyone always stole the computer equipment at school. We, I think that's why they started locking it up. <laughs> And uh, that's pretty crazy because this this happened in like a pretty like rich white suburban neighborhood. Like, imagine what happens in inner city schools. Like, the monitors are gone, the computer desks are gone. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on. We're gonna go right to the weekly raid. Uh, we're gonna start off with this week's raid because uh, everything was kind of covered. Uh, but this week, uh, if you guys haven't heard, there was an article on MMOG Fails, which is a blog website, and it really is about you know, how much can you crack a game and whatnot. Uh, this guy he writes articles, and he found out that Black Desert Online can be cracked pretty easily. Uh, a lot of the information is stored client-side, so a lot of people are apparently hacking and getting away with it. This all occurred on the Russian server. But I figured this week would be a, a good time to talk about our own experiences hacking and cheating in games. I know personally, when I was younger, 
I did quite a bit of cheating, and I wasn't, I can't program for shit, I only know HTML, so I would download cheats, which uh, inevitably taught me how to reformat a computer uh, many times, because they're always packaged with spyware. So, my own story with cheating in games was uh, Diablo 1, when I was in the 5th grade, there's a website called cows4u.net, and I downloaded uh, hacks from there that let me alter all of the data on a server. So I could change other players' names, stats, I could make my own weapons. It was the craziest hack I ever saw in any game. It was awesome. I used to change other kids' names to Poopface69 <laughs> and whatever. And just like, they're like some kids, they were like all decked out, max level, and I would just ruin their lives <laughs> by being a little shit asshole. So, uh, curious, I know uh, everyone else here, I know uh, Erhan and Omer have some hack stories, and Matt said he has his own, so I figured we could do the round table and see what <laughs> well, chances I'm going to take it off with yeah. the Maple Story because I'm playing a video right now. Alright, uh, I was pretty hardcore with MapleStory pre-Big Bang update, so it was really hard to level back then. So I did, uh, I was using VatCac, and as Sean said, because I was a complete scrub, I couldn't make my own hacks, as most of us are complete scrubs because we can't make our own hacks. We just download other hacks on the internet. And of course, these hacks come with little surprises, but they steal your account, they have keyloggers, viruses, all that good stuff. But you know what? Doesn't matter. I got mesos, you know? You play the game, you get the hacks. Even if you're going to get, like, the consequences afterwards of being spyware up the ass, it's still worth it. So I had a pretty good VatCac. And I would, you would have to hack in places you don't get reported, because you would get banned, so you'd have to find the most obscure places to get reported. And it wouldn't work on ranged enemies, because they'd still like kill you for whatever reason. So you have to find the best spot to do it. I got my main account banned from hacking, unfortunately. And I got like like level 75 or something on my main account back in pre-bang, which is pretty good, like 80, 75, 80-ish. But it was, like a, it was like a five-year ban, right? And I got my account unbanned relatively recently. So I was able to log back into my account just to see what like, my character was about, even though level 85 or whatever didn't mean shit after the Big Bang update, but I was, I hacked a lot in MapleStory. I would keep getting banned, i keep hacking anyway, because it was a lot of fun. I hacked in Counter-Strike too, but that's, that's I'll say that Everywhere story for later. Uh, I'll share that story. So, my brother and his friend came over, and one of them had to, they were playing Counter-Strike together, right? So one of them had to use my account, because, you know, you didn't have his with him or something, I don't know. So, they're, they're playing Counter-Strike, my brother's on his account, his friend's on my account, they're hacking, know aim hacking or whatever they get they get my account vac banned <laughs> yeah we did get wrecked yeah we I was like, did what the heck? get wrecked the thing is it was literally the worst hack in the world right you know most aim hacks you know you, in order to tell somebody's aim hack you have to spectate them right but the hack we used was literally the most ghetto hack in the world to the point where in, in counter-strike 1.6 when you turn the hack on your character is holding his gun right and he literally does this while he's moving <laughs> So it's so obvious you're hacking because when somebody sees you doing this, it's a giveaway that you're hacking. Like, it just looks the most unnatural movement of just jagging up and down, like rubber banding up and down really quickly with your aim. So it was literally the stupidest hack, and we got coughed like two games because it was obvious. But it worked for the for those two games. <laughs> we got banned very quickly. All right. Okay, so I, I've never actually hacked because I used wow. to turn a lot, basically, and I, I would not be surprised if everyone in my family's identity got stolen because <laughs> I on the family computer I used to torrent so much there was probably like too many viruses to name but anyways um the one time that I downloaded like a hack or something I got a virus so I gave up <laughs> I was just like I'm done well, that's when you reformat <laughs> and then uh but I did learn that like uh when he was like 13, I think. One of my brothers paid monthly for an aimbot, and I'm sitting there like, what? Why would what? you pay for what? that? What? what? <laughs> if it works, it's not bad, but that's pretty funny that you'd pay for a hack. I would never. I'd rather, I'd rather risk the spyware. Now, here's a question for you guys. 
do you put hacking and botting in the same category? Because I think they're distinct. I don't think botting is necessarily hacking. Uh, no, no, no. botting hack doesn't require you to hack anything. It's yeah. just uh, macros. It's just like a. Um, How about this? The botting is is definitely under cheating. Botting is is harmless though. Who are you hurting when you bot? When you no, hack, no, no. you literally ruin uh, someone else's experience. No, you're yeah, hurting yeah. the economy in the game. If you bot. Yeah. No, no, botting is cheating because you're not playing it as intended. That's the thing. Right. But yeah, you're you're breaking the yeah. Okay, I agree with that. Fine, fine. What if what if you play Smash Brothers and you're using wave dashing? You're not playing the game as intended. It's not cheating. Well, exploiting is different than botting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's, that's wait, a third wait, wait, category. Somebody said you're not playing the game. Exploiting is, is not a problem. Exploiting is strictly the developer's fault if they don't patch it. Right. So but my tiers are exploiting is the least bad. Anywhere. Botting is secondly, and then hacking is like the worst because like you're changing like the variables and stuff. But if you're if exploiting can be pretty devastating to a game's economy, as we've learned from Neverwinter. If you guys remember when Neverwinter first launched uh, from Perfect World. People could go into auction house, right? And that's where you bid like your premium currency for items. You could bid a negative amount, and then you just get that much money, which made no sense. It's like the stupidest awesome. hack in the world. The exploit the world. Still, but still, that's their fault because yeah, they allowed that to happen. It destroyed that's the different. game's economy. So yeah, it's still pretty bad. Still, but that's still different because the fault lies with them rather than with the player. Okay, but then you could say botting is their fault for letting you get away with it, you know, or like letting the anti-cheat well, engine Well, a lot work. of, uh, well, there doesn't need to be an anti-cheat for botting because botting doesn't cheat. It doesn't modify anything. All it does is repeat inputs. That's why I'm saying it's, uh, it's not playing as intended, but it's not something that can be prevented without like, uh, shit, what was it? Uh, I think Lucent Heart had that capture that came up like every Yeah, yeah, but that's just frustrating. That's just annoying too. You don't want you don't want to burden your players with that. And I'm sure you can you can get around that too. <laughs> and I want to quickly bring up another a positive of hacking and botting. I know a lot of people who are like in the computer science like industry now, right? Uh, who got their start in programming and working with computers <clears throat> through downloading tinkering with <laughs> bots and hacks and you know things online like that like, so it, it really does open the creative juices for a lot of young people absolutely fun fact a teenager once hacked xbox live and then got hired by microsoft yeah wow. I, mean, I hear stories like that all the time <clears throat> one thing i want to point out though is uh, as i've gotten older now i have absolutely no desire to hack or cheat in any game number yeah, one i'm too i'm too lazy that's I think the big one. I'm just like really freaking lazy. And number two is um, like I, it just lost its like whenever I hacked in a game, like I was hacking in Maple Story Two, you know, it ultimately killed the game for me. You know, I didn't have fun anymore because I was you know just cheating. And then in Diablo Three, I exploited to get epics uh, in one of the patches, and I immediately lost interest in the game. So for me, like I became obsessed with. How well I could cheat rather than playing the game, and then eventually the game loses its appeal. But once how well you can cheat is pretty fun too. <clears throat> Let's be it real; is. like half the fun it, of hacking it, was finding it hacks was just like, worked. Yeah, it was just like feeling like I was, you know, yeah. getting a beyond what the developers wanted me to do. It was like, you know, it was like you know, anarchy in the USA. I'm breaking the rules. Yeah. It was fun, you know. I'm breaking bottles in the streets. I'm, I'm, I'm with <laughs> you though. I, I don't even think about hacking anymore because no, no. And most of the time when I hacked, it was never to ruin someone else's experience. Because that's no. pretty key. If you're hacking... Okay, the one time I hacked the Counter-Strike, okay, I admit that was being a douchebag. But luckily, there was no ranked play back then. These are just random servers. I did it once. Right? Literally one day, and that was it. But I think if you're cheating in a game like Counter-Strike or League, you're just being an asshole, okay? If, you, if you're botting in a different game like WoW or Black Desert or something, honestly, who are you really hurting? If you're botting, you just, you're, you're kind of screwing the economy, but you're not really hurting anybody. So it, it shouldn't be allowed, obviously. 
but it's, it's not that big of a deal. But when you ruin botting can hurt the economy if you're botting and all you're doing is grinding and getting more stuff than somebody can get on their own. But you can't stop botting. I, I, I'm at the point where like I don't. It doesn't even bother me anymore when other people bot because well, I'm not saying anyway. that you can stop it or that it bothers. Yeah, it doesn't me. bother you. <laughs> 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 That was good. This and guy. I, and I want to bring up another point real quick with hacking. And this is the reason yeah. I lost interest. For me, hacking, exploiting, scamming, botting was always about making money, like real life money. Like uh, mm -hmm. during middle school and high school, you know, I, I actually made a decent for a kid income from MMORPGs. And a lot of that was by breaking the, the terms of service in one way or another, whether it's, you know, botting, hacking, or scamming. So mostly scamming. Yeah. So I used to make. So, the, so there's less incentive for me to do it now because the money is trivial now. But, but as a kid, right, in, in middle school, it's, it's you know, like, you know, $10 is even something, you know. So that's a big incentive, I think, for a lot of... And I would argue for a lot of hackers today in MMORPGs, whether it's botters, hackers, whatever, a big incentive is, is money, not necessarily killing another player, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So there it is. I mean, and, and you would make a decent amount of money, especially when you're scamming. You, know, you could you could have done big time scams in games like Eve Online. There's like there was articles in like the New York Times about big hustles in Eve Online where the guy who was scammed made like tens of thousands of dollars in one like hustle. He would loot like a guild, a corporation rather. In games like Ultima Online, which had you know really no rules, you could get away with hundreds, maybe like a thousand dollars in one scam at a time, and that would add up. I know Alta and I had like a couple big thousand dollar scams back when we were like 15 playing Ultima Online. I mean, in our defense, scamming was perfectly allowed in the game. Like, we asked the GM, can we do this? And they said yes. So we were total douchebags back then. We made money in the game, but it was perfectly allowed. So here's a question then for Matt. You're the BDO guy. What do you feel, how do you feel about games today designing the game around circumventing things like botting, where the people can accumulate lots of gold and trade and stuff like that? But trade restrictions, kinda, money restrictions? I, I think it's... I think it's killing the games. Like, yes. I, I, I thought this like when it came out too, and I, I think I said it that I really hate that you can't work on large crafting projects with other players because you can't trade anything. I, I, I really hate that. I wish that like my girlfriend and I could have worked on making a boat together because like it, it is a lot of work for one person at the beginning of the game. Mm. Even just the raft is a huge Plus amount the of mutual work. like goal together but brings you guys it makes it more fun to like have a mutual goal with your friend but you can't because games like bdo trio of savior and diablo 3 like they restrict trade and it's so stupid and also i mentioned it before but like uh, the hacking thing knowing that it can be hacked as easily as using cheat engine like I i'm done with bdo like i haven't played in a while because i've been busy with life and stuff but mm -hmm. I, I I'm done. I I can't do this. Like I can't sit there and wonder if everyone that kills me is hacking because in BDO and games like it, your health bars go up and down so often. It's so mm -hmm. hard to tell what's actually going on. Like when you read about why WoW hadn't come up as an esport, it's because the health bars go up and down so often. It's hard to tell like what's going on or if something's mm -hmm. a good play unless you have in in deep knowledge of it. Yeah, it's well, very complicated. In BDO it's kind of the same thing and your health bars go up and down constantly and you're sitting there and if if i have to sit there and wonder if the guy's health bar is going back up because he's hacking i it's not it's going to kill the game for me one way or another you know mm -hmm. what i mean and quick yeah, objection here uh it came out recently that bdo they handle the health bars on the client side which is means not, you can yeah, change it bars. on your end it's not the server yeah. that's handling health that. 
mana, stamina, cooldowns, basically everything. So that's a huge rookie mistake. Like, what were they thinking? Like, that is, that is like, and and this is this goes back to the whole you know B team D team at, at these developers you know this is you know I, I middle schoolers aren't as stupid some of these decisions these companies are making and same with that Neverwinter auction house I mean we're talking you know we're talking some basic level programming here that they fucked up on very often it's like the basic shit that goes under the radar you know with with the in, in regards to Neverwinter exploit but the worst part about the Neverwinter exploit was they had that same exact exploit in Star Trek Online like a month ago right yeah and. Once they fixed it there, they, they forgot that they didn't fix it in the, their new game, which was launching, which made no sense. And uh, another, and this this is not this is not just isolated to uh, like these I guess these smaller Korean companies. Even the division, right, by Ubisoft, is having a similar problem with their uh, with hackers. Yeah, it's too many things were handled client side, <coughs> and uh, well. Division's a little different because it's not a traditional MMO. They probably offloaded the stuff to a different, like, area than most games would because it is kind of, uh... It's structured differently, you can tell. And I, I want to run you guys to the mechanics of hacking real quick because the way... because it's, Just because it's a client set doesn't mean you can easily edit it because the game has a built-in anti-cheat guard called NGIX guard or something. And the way that works is it prevents third-party programs from altering memory. So there is an anti-cheat engine built in However, because it's client-side, so long as you can bypass that anti-cheat engine through a third-party program or another loop or an exploit, you can freely hack the game. So the only thing standing in your way is the anti-hack guard. Anti-hack guards are always just for client-side hacks. So if it was server-side, it's nearly... Server-side variables, just, it's almost impossible to hack. So people do have bypass programs that you can get past them. There aren't too many public ones, but I'm sure if you dig around that, you can even find them today. The guy who wrote the article on MOG Fail... He was bragging how easy it was to hack in uh, Black Desert Online, and he, he he documented himself cheating in PvP, destroying everybody, and he's like, this this game is the easiest MMORPG to hack in. So we'll see how it affects NA servers eventually, or if they can they can eventually fix it. And I have a quick I'll, I'll add a link to the bottom of this uh, podcast, but there's a really nice uh, GDC Vault talk on hacking in MMORPGs for. Uh, and I really recommend you guys watch it if you have any interest in this sort of thing. Maybe bookmark it for later. And I will post a link for you guys. Good stuff. Now, we should... We'll switch gears here. Uh, it's kind of related. Uh, a little update on Nostalrius. Good, I wasn't mention that too. Nostalrius. Nostrius. 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 Yeah, yeah, Nostrius. There we go, Nostrius. I got it. <laughs> Uh, well, the company Onostalrius will be meeting with Blizzard. Uh, they had a little announcement. Uh, they basically said they're not going to be releasing the source code for the game. They uh, got a lot of hate for that. Uh, they did, but it actually uh, it does make sense, uh, which I know Matt can go into with a little bit more detail. I don't uh, think so. It doesn't make sense. Here, here's the thing. I think that Nostalrius, the only goal they have is to preserve Classic WoW. Okay, so the reason that they were originally going to release the source code was so that somebody else could preserve it in their stead, you know, because they can't, because they got a and d um, Now, because the best chance at preserving Classic WoW is going to possibly come from Blizzard, they want to hold it as a bargaining chip that they didn't do this as a sign of, like, goodwill and their negotiations. Now, it sucks, and... 
the chances of getting legacy WoW servers are still so low yes. as far as we're aware that it's not even funny. So like, ah, shit. It's just, All right. I don't uh, know. They just, they just don't want to like screw it up before it starts basically is what but, I'm getting. But here's the problem. And I think most people seem to understand that logic, but I think a lot of people are outraged because the people that worked on Nostillers weren't the only ones that worked on it. This was a collaborative emulation project, okay? A lot of people pitched in their effort to make Nostalgia what it is, right? And they feel betrayed because they're people from the open source community that believe that the code they put in was always going to be public at one point. That's and all true. of a sudden, the people that have the code are like, nope, we're keeping it, our decision. And whether well, it's for a good cause, like you said, again, they want to <coughs> preserve vanilla WoW. The people that put the code in didn't sign up for that. They don't care about that. Well, they stated our code should be public. Well, that's always a risk with this, and there's no contract, so it's super risky. Okay, so of course, like, but, but that's why and, they were being assholes. Okay, here's what happened. Should, they word. should understand that risk, but anyways, um, I think the real problem is by saying they're not going to release the source code now, they're probably never going to release the source I code. I agree, I know. Well, that's even, a problem, yeah. Even if, WoW, even if Blizzard shuts them down completely in their meeting, or meetings, we don't know yet, um... It's just we, the, the source code is never coming out anymore. It's I, it's gone. It's, it's done for. I mean, here's what happened. I'll, I'll tell you guys what happened. Ready? Blizzard when the, when this whole thing got big and they were supposed to meet with Blizzard, Blizzard told Fair the stuff. team, the team, guess what? You're not releasing that source code, or we're going to come after you guys personally. That's what I thought. Okay. They, that, here's some money. Here's a job at Blizzard. Customer support. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's Blizzard basically blackmailing slash bribing slash yeah. burying. Keep in mind that's your theory. That's a th- we're theory crafting right that's now. That's a theory, right? <laughs> and you know what? No, this is true. Uh, that's what happened. Until they prove it otherwise. <laughs> I think you guys are giving Get Blizzard too much benefit of the doubt. You know, no. you guys are being too nice to Blizzard. No, here, here's what Blizzard did. This is a PR stunt. They have no intention of doing uh, vanilla server, and yeah. they, they they saw how big the outrage was and how many signatures they got, and that changed that whatever petition, right? They saw the uh, outrage, and they wanted to soothe it. And they did it by doing this PR stunt. And they, I think they went into it ready to say no to everything. And they wanted to not release the source code. And, of course, I'm sure there was some... Uh, There's no some... doubt in my mind they got browbeat. They got threatened, harassed, blackmailed by Blizzard. Well, maybe not Blizzard said, we'll drop, the, uh, we'll drop um, all legal... Uh, whatever you want to call it. Well, let's uh, just see. They, they, they wouldn't come after them legally. Indemnify if they, if they didn't release the source code. That's what I think happened. I don't think they had to threaten them. They basically said, look, we'll drop any of our legal pursuits if you hold on to this and then come to our office and we'll talk. Like, and I think you're right. Maybe they will offer them some kind of uh, no, but you, compensation. Why would but, they offer them anything? Which, yeah, speaking it, of legal I know they don't have to. It's, it's part of, but here's the thing. If they pacify the Nostalrius guys, it, the whole thing dies, right? Everything dies. So I think it's in Blizzard's best interest to pacify the team. Again, this is okay. theorycrafting. Okay, speaking of legal pursuits, I thought about it, and I did think of a case in which they would have to protect their IP. Basically, so if they let this private server go, then they're basically letting the next private server that gets popular build a case for why they shouldn't be shut down. No, 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 that... you're wrong. You're wrong. Because what? they, wait, they wait. grant this okay. server a license. No, but no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if they didn't grant them okay. a license... And they leave this one going, then the next one that comes up that they go after, they're giving them a case, basically. Oh, well, but they didn't do that, so... But they didn't do that. But that is why they could... That could be a precedent for shutting it down. And why would they give them a license anyways? But they still lied. They said, we we, we thought about giving them a license, but then we didn't because of legal reasons. Legal moment. They 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 probably didn't do that. I I, I accept that. They probably didn't do that. They lied. But... 100% um, they lied. 
You know what's I fun did, about this whole thing? I did want to say that they could be building a case for somebody else by not shutting them down. That was all I was saying. Yeah, I, yes. do, I also want to point out that it's funny to me that the way this has all been timed. And I'm not saying that there's any intention behind the timing, but you know, Blizzard says we're inviting them to our office and we're going to have a meeting. And then it's gonna it's this, at the same time as Blizzard pushes out Overwatch. So now Blizzard gets a lot of, you know, they're in everyone's good graces because Overwatch comes out and Overwatch is, you know, Overwatch is so great, blah, blah, blah. So and then the I movie. think it's all going to get swept under the rug and we'll never hear about this beyond this one meeting and it's just going to be I think, pushed I off think, to the I side. I think you're on the money there. And then the movie. Yeah. The movie. And then Legion. This, this worked in Blizzard's favor so well with their, their release schedule. I will uh, say this, guys. If, if you're still playing WoW or you're going to go back with Legion... Don't feel bad about hacking or botting anymore, because you know you, you should feel <laughs> you should feel like Robin Hood. You know you're you're, you're sticking it to the man. So go ahead. Sticking it to the man. Go ahead and bot and hack and you know all that stuff in any Blizzard okay. game. I want I don't want to let this go because I want to mention it one more time. I do think the Nostalgia's team let a lot of people down, and people were saying, "Oh, they betrayed us." I mean, in a way, they are correct because if it's the way I understand that it, it was a collaborative emulation project where a lot of people contributed code. They're being assholes by by Rance keeping that code themselves. When they when people understood when they contribute code, it was going to be in public domain. And by, yeah, by <coughs> that part is what, what really but nags they're me. They're not being assholes. Blizzard is because oh, Blizzard is the assholes. I agree. They're the ones. Because imagine you're on an Astralis team and you wanted to release source code. You get a call from Blizzard saying, "We will personally ruin you with personal lawsuits if you release." Yeah, it. Okay, I, well, we don't know that that happened. It, it, it happened. happened. It happened. It happened. It until until they say until they prove otherwise, it happened. But that's assumption. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think well, ima- imagine that could have happened, or they, or the Nostalgia guys could be being completely disingenuous and have yeah. actually just kept it to themselves as a bargaining chip. So yeah, I mean, that too. That's a, I, I don't think the, the Nostalgia team had any bad intentions. <laughs> I mean, I think they did keep it. They did say we're not going to release it because probably what Blizzard said: Listen, we'll talk to you. However, you have to promise not to release the source code, and then, and then that was their initiative to say we're not going to release the source code. I as want to bring something up real quick here that was brought up in chat by Snub here. Uh, WowScape, which was uh, another mm. private server, right? Was yep. sued by Blizzard for $89 million. Oh my god. I have it right here. But that's, okay, way they but that's that. different. WowScape, they um, charged a lot of money. Okay, they I understand that, but the point is, is that Blizzard sued another private server. For, what is, what's stopping Blizzard, this is for Erhan's point, from getting on the phone and saying, Hey, remember Wowscape? You want to be the next Wowscape? Exactly. Huh? You got eighty-nine million dollars on Here's you. Right. Here's why. I would cave if they threaten to take up. everything from me. You know, even if they have well, no case, the lawsuits alone will just ruin you. It will okay, ruin your life. You'd be in court paying litigation fees for for the next three years. Yeah. Okay, guys. Here, here's the thing, though. What thing? We talked about this a lot last week. I, w- I would like to move to a new topic. No, no, no. Let's talk. I gotta mention one more thing too, because look. WoW private servers are not dead. Look at WoW uh, Warmain. This is probably one of the biggest private servers. Look how many players are online for a moment. I don't know, man. I've I've heard Warmain fix their stats. I've heard that too, but people are saying that that that's not true. Anyway, yeah, but people are also saying it's true, so therefore, it is true and guilty until proven innocent. (laughs) Assuming their their data is correct, 25,000 concurrent players is bigger than Nostalgia's hat. But here's the beauty. Warmain is located in Russia. So when they get a cease and desist letter, you know what they say? They give Blizzard a big, th- big F you, all right? Putin doesn't cave to Blizzard. Putin does not care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think for future projects like Nostalgia, developers need to realize that they will be pressured by, you know, big companies. So the only way to prevent that is if they're offshore. 
So if you live in Europe, you live in America, it's very difficult to run a private server. But also, if you get your friend in Russia to host it for you, and he's the name behind it, I think you're right. Okay. Yeah, go to Russia. Putin doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. Also, right? the, the thing is, there's still no legal precedents. Like, the recent thing with EFF is that people are now allowed to circumvent DRMs that use a server, basically. That's it. They're not allowed to host private servers yet. There, right. There's literally no legal precedents for oh, it. Oh, that makes Which sense. is that... why it's so difficult. Well, Blizzard, you guys suck. Now speaking of Blizzard sucking, speaking of Blizzard being money hungry pieces of shit who crush the little man for their own pursuits, let's talk crush. about Overwatch. Overwatch is awesome. Overwatch, Overwatch is fantastic. Overwatch is fun. It's so charming and it's so pretty and it's just smooth and fun. But fuck you, Blizzard. But anyway, <laughs> Overwatch is a great game. <laughs> Overwatch is fun. You all played it except me, right? On the uh, channel. Sense of security. I don't know what it is. It lulls you under this false sense of security right before you get crushed. It's very charming. I think Sean said that before, but it's... I can't stop saying it. That's, that is Overwatch's biggest uh, point. Like, even, even if the game... Even if I didn't like playing the game, I couldn't help but admit that, like, the way the maps are designed and just the characters and the entire layout is so unapologetically charming through and through. What I mean by that is just, like, it's almost like Pixar went and made a game. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody who worked on this had previously been at Pixar. It's just... Here, it feels like a game. I have a question. Here's the super weird thing about it, though. It doesn't feel like a Blizzard game, though. It, like, oh. at all. It just feels... Like, it has their signature polish, but it doesn't feel yeah. like any game they've done before. Because it's, oh. it's an FPS. They've brought in their so, horizon. Yeah, Blizzard, I guess, really so, hasn't. So you three played Overwatch. I haven't played it yes. yet. And for those listening, there's an open beta, which is free, uh, starting May 5th and going mm -hmm. till 9th. Uh, so but to play now, before May 5th, you do need a key from a friend who bought the game. And I have a quick question about the gameplay, since I haven't played it. Sure. Does sure. it feel like something like Halo, where you can kill someone really quick? Or does it feel no. like something like Gigantic, where like there's a health bar and, and you really got unload skills in them and like bullets for a while? No, they well, die quick. They die quick. It's a bit of both. They die they, quick, yeah. but it's not like it's not like Counter Strike. So it's, it's casually you die in one hit with a headshot. What about Here, like Halo? Yeah, it is, it is May fourth at four p.m. Pacific. Halo, Counter, yeah. Halo, Halo, and Counter Strike. So between Halo, those. you don't die instantly either because you got that shield. Right, but you know what I'm saying? Like somebody can style you real quick. Here's the thing, yeah, if you get caught un unawares and you don't have your skills up or something, you don't know how to react, You and you're attacked by like, because uh, there's different types of classes. If you're attacked by like the uh, main soldier guy, he can he can chomp you down in a second. You know, there he are characters like, at, with, like Reinhardt, which are just super tanky, which you can't, like two guys right. can't kill him right away. So like, it depends what character you have, because if you play a Tracer, which is, the, you know, there was a whole booty controversy, one grenade to her face, insta-kill, all right? Or like, a couple of well-aimed shots, insta-kill. Oh but my god, that guy that, that guy that turns into the exploding wheel and took out the entire team in yeah. like one hit, holy shit, that guy. You mean There's the guy something we should that point out with Overwatch that we haven't brought up, right? Overwatch is not like a traditional FPS, you know? It's, there's class roles, there's four types of class roles, you know, there's the tank, offense, support, uh, healers... And, you know, a well-established team of six is going to have Five a mix. Five if you count the builder. Yeah, and builders. So that a well-established team of six is going to work is going to work together, and they're going to fulfill each of those class roles. So is and, that, the, is that know, team having, size, six? Yeah. Yeah, the team size is six. That's strange. And the way it works is there are two types of game modes right now, and I think that that's going to hurt the game long-term if they don't add more. 
One is like a Team Fortress 2, you escort a vehicle to a Halo. certain point, and the other is more like Paladins, I guess, where you have to control a base point. Uh, one Key, team defends the base the point, hell. and the team attacks. It's King of the Hill, come on. Hell, right. Let's say what it is, all right? And I think, I think that's the biggest drawback to Overwatch, is for all its charm and its polish, and, and also the characters, there's a ton of variety, is that uh, the game modes are limited, right? And these maps are basically hallways, uh, the two teams clash in the middle. Uh, with some alternate routes. There's like the hallways alternate routes. That's a good way to look at it. They're, but... they're, they're gonna need Blizzard. They're gonna need more variety in the types of games. Uh, okay, I just I think, think that the it's map get... design. I think the thing with the map design, it takes a lot from MOBAs. Yeah. How does it compare it, to it Paladins? Feels... The gameplay. It feels smoother, and it feels feels nicer on the hand. Nicer Far on the more keyboard, congested right? than Paladins, too, again. It's hallways. Paladins had a much more open yeah. uh, environment going for it, where there was less cover, and you could get caught out in the middle. Whereas Overwatch, uh, you're in these very congested environments. You know, you're in a town, you're at, like, a quarry, and there's rock ledges everywhere, and there's corners, and you can really get caught unawares and get taken out. But it's all about sticking together. That's the thing. Like, having a solid team is, is key uh, to winning in that game. And, and I think we noticed, we noticed there are pale players who played closed beta together, and they stomped us. So it has that MOBA element of uh, teamwork and fulfilling roles and whatnot. But I, what I, I like about the game, too, is you, you can literally switch characters after every death. Oh, yeah. So, so there's you a lot can of, switch you know, between deaths, too. Involved. Yeah, between deaths. There's a, lot of, there's, there's a lot of counterplay involved. So if you see the enemy team running, like, two snipers, this and that, you can play something else to counter them. So there's a lot of... I'm curious to see how East, no, the professional scene is going to work on that because it, it's so dynamic that the game is always changing. You know, each round is evolving so quickly that you have to react to it too. Do you have but to buy the Obviously, people like want to play one. No, everything's unlocked right away. I see. I, I think the, what I wanted to say, the thing about Paladins is that it really had something unique with the Siege mode and they basically have ripped that out and put in stuff that basically mirrors Overwatch. So they took... And they removed the card system, so they took basically everything that they had that was unique and homogenized it more towards, like, Team Fortress and Overwatch, and that that's kind of the problem. Like, now we are comparing it directly to Overwatch, you know? So, Overwatch is going to win because it has so much more polish and the visual style is so much nicer than what is basically a lot of flat shading, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so another... Another reason to play Overwatch is, you know, it's a buy-to-play game, right? So you don't have to unlock heroes because they're all available for you, but you can still unlock cosmetics. Every time you level up, you get a loot box, and loot box is like four random items in it, whether it's, uh, you can get skins, I believe, in there, you can get poses, you can get sprays, different voices. There is a lot to co uh, collect. It's almost like you got to collect them all. And some of the sprays and stuff are really cool, and the voices are really cool, that you want to collect them. But there is a drive to keep playing. There's incentive to keep grinding and getting all the unlocks for your character that you like. Are there Which daily nice. quests like the other Blizzard, new Blizzard games? I didn't look, but probably. Right. I mean, every Blizzard game had them, has them now almost. That's the one good thing new Blizzard has done, I think. In uh, yeah, Heroes quests. of the Swarm, or, or Heroes Swarm. of the Storm, Hearthstone, and maybe this, they're going to have those dailies. Can I get Trace's original pose, though? Apparently not, Rev. It's, it's too sexy for you, right? Here's another question. There's another uh, kind of cartoony shooter we all played recently, uh, Battleborn. It's mm -hmm. also going to be by to play. So how does uh, how does Overwatch compare it to Battleborn, which is really more mobile-like than than Overwatch? Battleborn is traditional MOBA. This is more like Team Fortress Two. And Team Fortress Two, I think, is an excellent comparison. If you enjoy Team Fortress Two, 
play Overwatch. At least try it, okay? Because conceptually, they are very similar. But the benefit of Overwatch versus Team Fortress 2 is you have so many more heroes. And the beauty is Blizzard can always add more heroes that keep people coming back. So if you like Team Fortress 2, definitely try Overwatch. They're both similar stylistic. Gameplay feels pretty similar, too. And yeah, then absolutely. I wanted to cover real quick that uh, now having played Overwatch, I see a lot of parallels between it and Lawbreakers. The thing is, though, that from what I've played of Lawbreakers, it uh, it's, it's more um, arena shooter than it is like objective based and the only modes they had were like the only mode they had was an augmented version of capture the flag basically and um it was in a tightly designed environment where you were designed it was designed to have you clashing constantly but like the way the abilities are set up is almost identical where you have like one maybe two weapons and then you have the left shift the q and the e Mm -hmm. and that's almost identical with the cooldowns and everything and um it's just it's kind of the same like genre but instead of going for like a team fortress 2 thing it's going for more of the unreal tournament thing that's really going to be the big difference and it's also as polished as it is it is not nearly as charming as overwatch i'm gonna say it do you think lawbreakers has any chance against over uh overwatch considering both games are by the play now but prior i would have said lawbreakers people would try because it's free okay now here's here's the thing like i said they're going for two different types of game like if it were going for the exact same thing, I'd say no, just because Blizzard is Blizzard. But um, the thing right now is they're going for two different things. They're taking the same paradigm and making two games with it. You know what I mean? They're, mm-hmm. they're different. Unless they converge on a more, like, payload and King of the Hill type thing, I, I think it'll be fine. I think, as my perspective is, I, I bought Overwatch, right? I pre-ordered it. And now I'm playing. There's no reason for me to buy Lawbreakers. I I, I would not be open. I'd be open to trying Lawbreakers if it was free or just free trial. But I would not be. I would not even think about buying it. When I can, I already bought I, Overwatch. I would. And here's why: Is anyone else just prefer the old-fashioned deathmatch slash team deathmatch? Yes. I don't want to stand on a circle for 30 seconds and capture yeah. the freaking like base. Like I'm so tired of that. Like I want to just jump in. I don't have to worry about my team. I want to jump in, shoot people, die, respawn, shoot some more people. You know, yes. that's it. Okay, that's fair. You don't have that in Overwatch right now. Yeah. No, and I, and I don't think you can get that in Overwatch. You'll never, you, or you could put it in, but it'll never be balanced because Overwatch caters to to class roles and play styles and teamwork, whereas the deathmatch is all about uh, you know balancing, making it so that any a character A can kill character D and vice versa in between. I don't think you can get that in Overwatch. Just some characters just designed for a different play style and approach. Yeah, that's true. I don't see the characters working well. Like, don't you remember or, the good old the days? Maps. Like even like, stuff like combat arms. You just jump in. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you kill eight guys before you die. You feel good about yourself. Boom! You're back in action in five seconds. Respawn. You know, that's it. You don't have to worry about. I do nonsense. think that's missing. I think mobas are, are part of the problem because you know a game like Overwatch is infusing itself with moba elements. A game like Battleborn is doing the same. Uh, Paladins, I guess, was trying something with the cards and then they just gave up. Uh, but yeah, see, I think that's where Lawbreakers is going to come in. I think it's going to take the same ability ideas, but it's going to make it a lot faster, and it's going to have um, like more modes that people that don't want to play like the whole MOBA paradigm are going to want. Uh, do you think they can add a map in Overwatch that would cater towards Team Deathmatch or Deathmatch? No, like like Sean said, they're too catered towards class roles. I mean, you could put it in. But it's not going to be balanced or be competitive. It would just be for screwing around, which I think would be worthy of putting in. It would let you try out the characters 
in like they, a they can do a lot with it. You're not giving them credit for it. Fine. Maybe I don't think free for all would work well, right? The frag fest. What about three v three v three v three? Where you have what? the roles involved, and it'd be like an arena style map, and you know, in the four corners. I think that could that could potentially. Be I a can lot see of fun. something like that work. Yeah, I'm I think it might be a straight So you five mean five like five. Golden Rush, but it doesn't suck? Golden Rush. Please don't ever mention Golden Rush on this stream. It is literally the most pay-to-win piece of shit game in the world. Well, it's right. got the 3v3v3v3, unless it was 4. I can't remember. It was 4 It was 3. Teams. It was 3. Right, well, while we're three. talking, I want to quickly put on Oh, I missed. Uh, a quick video of fan-made of uh, Duskwood in Unreal Engine. Ooh. Yeah, I, so, <laughs> I always love these Unreal uh, you know, remakes or whatever you want to call them. I'm because, still not sure if these assets are default assets or what. I have no idea where they're coming from. Because because Matt mentioned uh, Golden Rush, I got I got to explain why this is the worst game in the world. Okay, it's literally the most MOBA. Listen, Duke. get this, get this. Okay, there's like five heroes, right? Like a traditional MOBA. However, your ultimate is locked. The only way to get your ultimate is to basically buy a cash up item. Okay, you have to. So you so people that have your the ultimate is just they're just stronger than you are, right? And you can't level up your abilities the way you want. The game levels them up automatically. So you have three skills in an ultimate, but the game picks which order they get leveled up in. So there's no like growth customization. And there's like the cash up is a four hundred dollar, you know, like you can buy four hundred dollars worth of cash up goods at once. So like right away, it's not a micro transaction, it's a macro transaction. And you can buy weapons for your character outside the game that you equip that permanently boost your stats while you're in game. So when you see somebody, you can see what buffs they have on them based on what gear they have. And like you can tell if they're a pay-to-win player because you click on them, they're level one. You're level one. They two-shot you. Okay, it's not even fair. It's literally the worst game in the world. Nice. I don't know why I played it as much <laughs> as I did, but the game sucks. I could find you a worse game. I promise you. Mm. Yeah, I want to know something. I, why can't we get Blizzard to sue this guy? Well, <laughs> Duskwood guy. Blizzard, you want to sue someone? Sue sue all the YouTubers putting your game and ranking it in a beautiful Unreal Engine Four here, and reminding me how much I love Duskwood. Which was one of my favorite zones in the game, by the way, in vanilla. As a horde, you could stand on top of the barn as a hunter Classic. and just snipe Classic. kids. All the noobs, uh, they, and then the, they bring their alliance friends in, and since you have the high ground, you just murk them. A lot of fun. But that level of like griefing that you just mentioned, we, we had an article on MMOs.com before, is, is there room for griefing in MMOs? And I think this is a perfect example of why there is. Because what you just shared was an experience that I think a lot of us share. I'll never about. forget it either. That's one of yeah. my. That's one of the most fun moments I had in WoW was just griefing kids in Duskwood. But whether you, know, it was you cool getting because... griefed or griefed, it was fun. Look, and you know what? It forces interaction because then you go on to general chain. You're like, oh, any level six griefed yeah. here? Who can help me out? And you form a party and you you meet other kids in the game and, and you actually feel like you're working together to fight back against this other faction. Factional yes. warfare has become like this backdrop, but it's not infused into the game. It's just an excuse to put in PvP, uh, rather than being an intricate part of the leveling process, which is what griefing in games like this does. So, I, I really miss that a lot, and That's I think really wow, that was, was the only one where I really felt that. I'm help, gonna... help, 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 I need level 60s, help me! Yeah. I, I want to bring up a little discussion, maybe you guys will disagree with me or agree with me on this one. Sure. Okay, I think, I'm all for griefing open PvP, you know, guild battles or whatever, mm -hmm. but I think factions are uh, a, a, a mistake in MMORPGs, like, Hard factions you pick during uh, character creation, and here's my evidence. So I'm a, I'm a good, uh, I'm a good lawyer here, you know, Ace Attorney. Oh wow! If you look at the stream here, but basically, all what happens in WoW today, when WoW is the biggest MMORPG, is all the big servers either are like 90% Horde or 90% Alliance. Right. So there's people yeah. over time 
basically get rid of the whole faction aspect of the game. And not just people, developer too, because you know before you you if you play Horde on one server, you can't play Alliance. Now you can now you can do both, can't you? <coughs> on the same server? I'm not sure. Yeah, but, I think so. But from a developer point of view, you split your world in half, or or in some games like Dark Age of Camelot in, in thirds, and most players don't see all your content because of that. But wait, Aaron, isn't the problem uh, the whole server uh, side where it's ninety percent Alliance, or isn't that? Uh, partially because they made realm versus realm PvP rather than internal server PvP. So, like, when you queue up for Alterac Valley, I don't even know if that's relevant anymore, but you wouldn't just verse your own server. You would well, verse other servers. They added there. that later because there was such a big... Like, it was impossible. Oh, really? Yeah, like, like on Illidan server, for example, it, the mis there's, there's, like, only 800 characters that are, like, max level, right? Like, they, they killed at least yeah. one r recent raid boss. So it was impossible for... Uh, and, and Blizzard saw that the, the faction... Equilibrium was so broken, and there was no chance yeah. of it ever being fixed. So they they did the whole inter you know realm thing. I think you're right, point. though. It makes a good point. Every server's lean unbelievably one side. If you look at that list, mm -hmm. so so it, the trick is at least make the factions uh, instead of like racial, just like political, and you can switch between them. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's, it's not that's bound perfect. to your character. Because so are you are you trying to say like Blade and Soul? Where the, where you I was just thinking Blade and Soul. It does that really well because okay, you have the factions. Here's the problem with will. that, though. You always have the people that are going to see one side winning and jump to the side that's winning. I mean, that's okay. I mean, you can you can that put happens, some kind of incentive. Uh, you know, there'll be some kind of incentive to join the losing team or you know something. Or you could, I think I'm not sure exactly how it works with Blades and Love, but you could easily yeah incentives and disincentives could fix it. Like you could even block. Okay, there's too many people in this faction. You can't join right now, so you have to join the other one. No, or you can just and, charge a fee to join, right? And then, while well, the low factions actually pay you, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, there's a million oh, dollars, but that could be fixed very easily. I think Blade Soul does that really well because there is world PvP in Blade Soul, and she was telling me like that's her favorite part of the game was world PvP. And you just put on a piece of gear, and then boom, you you, that was you my beat right away. Part of being, being Blade and Soul too. So does anyone? Does anyone here? I, I thought I, I thought we give a nice argument, but I think you all kind of agree think. with me. No, I, I like the concept of faction wars because, as Sean said, it brings apart like a world community. But but then again, we've learned that it doesn't work. I mean, whether you like it or not is relevant. If it doesn't work, see the thing about factions too is that it's always, to me, especially now, it just kind of serves as an excuse to put two sides against each other, rather than uh, serving as a part of anything else. And I think like it's time to move on. You know, factional okay. PvP has been on for been around for too long. I think I like the idea of having different. Political factions, maybe like mercenary groups, and uh, that's kind of how Blade and Soul does it, where you can freely switch between them, uh, join them. There's some types of rewards. Um, people in chat, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but people okay, in chat were uh, talking talking about language barriers in WoW between the two factions, mm -hmm. and you can have that in a game where it's not ta bound to your faction. For example, EverQuest, each of the races had their own language, and so when someone, if, if like an ogre talked to you in his native language, you would only under stand up pieces of the word until you until you keep speaking with him and then you can learn or ogre language mm. it's actually a really interesting design because that was like, cool can they talk you learn a little bit more of his language so it gained very slowly but it'd be very it's interesting but it didn't really take off right okay here, here's the other thing about factions though factions end up being pointless because people separate off into their guilds anyways and then exactly. guilds have their alliances between guilds so all it serves to do is force you to fight only these other people Okay, but it also it it's I think factions are more important for world PvP than it is for anything else. 
right? But, it's more about that. But if you have world PvP between guilds, then it's still more dynamic Steve. than two factions. Or no, towns. but I don't like that because Imagine you can join guilds, a town. guilds are an active pursuit, right? Uh, you have to, you know, not like someone like me in Black Desert. I never wanted to really join a guild and have to like be part of the guild, like my small clique of people and wage PvP. That I like the idea of being part of a larger community. It's kind of like I am, you know, in reality in a town. I, I don't actively participate in town council meetings, but you know, I'm part of my town. I want that in a in a game. I'm part of You're part of a larger a village. Or, and you want you want to kill members group. of the other town, right? Well, you want to kill members of the town. Here's a here's a suggestion. A Imagine kingdoms you can swear loyalty of, to, you know? and then switch. What was that? Imagine like kingdoms in a game you can uh, swear loyalty to, but yeah. but switch at any time. Like in they're all in one persistent world. I think games that let you switch kind of solve this problem. Exactly. I mean, whether it was Ultima Online with factions, I mean, there's a pretty bad example because it's super old. But I think that worked because you could leave your faction and join another faction. There was like five factions, and being playing the soul does it. Wow, it just didn't work because you're stuck on one faction. One, you know, if you're horde, you're horde. And there's nothing you can do. You can't. You can go make a new character, a different server. All right. Well, I guess, I guess we're I guess we're kind of on the same page. So it, it would have been nice to have a system where factions just work, but it looks like it really just doesn't work in WoW at least. And if somebody mentioned this, which is pretty interesting, I, I don't know if everybody knows this, but when you say kek, k-e-k, -E I mean, yeah. I'm sure you guys heard that term. It's basically if somebody on horde says. LOL and your alliance, you hear you what you see is Keck because that's like the language difference in the game. No way, that's where that word that's comes where that from. That's where that came from, yeah. Yeah, oh wow, see today uh, you learn something new every that's day. That's cool. I was just <laughs> wondering the other day where that came from. Well, <laughs> again, <laughs> am, am, am I the only one that knew that? Uh, I thought it was something different. I thought I thought it was far more derogatory than that. But okay. Well, <laughs> well, you guys, you guys know why some people go G G G or Ja Ja Ja, right? I know that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's like they're yeah. laughing in a different language, right? Ja Ja Ja. It's like it's like it's is, because is that okay in a, in, no, in like Spanish, that's what I um, the J is the H sound. Yeah. So. Oh. So right, still ha ha ha. But. Guys, I I I have to bring this up, right? Okay, go ahead. A uh, little unrelated with switching. Uh, can't quit on a loss. Can't quit on a win streak. This is why I'm up all night. And this actually, I, I have a little story because I was, I just got, I, I wanted to play a little league, right? Uh, a couple, like two, two nights ago, and I just, I couldn't win because I haven't played league like seriously in rank in like over, I would say like in like eight months I haven't played, right? I would just play normals like once every few days with a couple friends. That's it, right? Usually some girls, so they suck at it, obviously. So you know, it doesn't give me any practice. So I was playing, I, I just couldn't win. I got so unlucky, right? I lost eight times in a row. Eight Ouch. I, I, I didn't want to leave because I was. I, you can't leave on a, on a losing streak, right? You can't quit yeah, on a yeah. And then I got that one win, and I was able to quit, and I went to sleep, right? The next day I played again, eight losses in a row. Eight wins, eight losses, one win, eight losses. I lost 17, six, uh, 15 of the last 16 games, unfortunately, or 16, 17 of the last 18, which is pretty terrible. But I, I just started winning recently, so I, I made up for it, but... Those losing sprees, I hate them. It's just so frustrating when you're playing League or Dota and you just can't win. And it's not even always your fault. It's just, it just, you get so unlucky over and over again. Have you guys ever had that? What's I used to be like that. Now with Rocket League, when I play, if I lose two or three games, I just quit and come back later. I just go, nope, I, I can't do this. The suffering is too great. I need a break. <laughs> I need to, you know. I need to relax for a second, then I can come back and I go on a winning streak. And I always try I, to quit while I'm winning too. But when I play Rock League and I lose, it doesn't really nag me at all because I still have, it's just 
Oh, I see. I've gotten past that honeymoon phase. I'm, I feel like now, now I gotta win. You gotta win now. You gotta, you gotta play it's to not, win. It's not just a silly game with cars hitting a ball. I gotta win. So, if I, I do I've too badly, to if I do too badly, I'll quit. Because like clearly, I'm not just gonna like turn around and suddenly do better. I just that's good I'm mentality not. though. If, if you quit while you're like on a losing spree, like that's because whether you you're on even if you don't think you're on tilt, you're on tilt. All right. It just it's a mental thing. It gets you. Like, either I'm losing because I'm fatigued, or I'm going to get angry and still not do well, you know, so yeah. I just quit. Altai, what is your worst losing spree in Dota? Do you remember? Well, actually, there's a site called Dota Buff that keeps track of it. And uh, for my biggest losing streak, I can actually tell you guys here. We oh, Lee doesn't have these kind of advanced metrics. I'm calling it 52. It can't be that. It's impossible. Nobody can oh, win 52. Nobody my, can my first, let's around. go through my stats, guys, here on Dota. Longest match is one hour and 38 minutes. Most what? kills in one match is 40. <laughs> I don't know if that happens in League. No. You, you, I've never seen 40 kills. Okay, longest lose streak right kills. here, 11 games. That is impressive. Ouch. Holy shit. I've had like 10 or 11 too, I think, though. So if you think about that, your average game is like 40 minutes, right? So imagine losing oh my God. five hours worth of Dota in a row. That's why like, I how how taxi can that be on your mind? All right, so he's middle of the road, and he'll never be pro. It's settled. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I gave up life. on being pro a long time ago. Matt dropping some truth bombs in here, boys. <laughs> Crushing dreams. Well, I'm quoting him from like the second podcast I was on. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah remember I said if, if if you play like a thousand games of League or Dota, and you're somewhere like in the middle, you'll never be pro. It's you don't have this. It's like you don't oh, have the natural talent. Oh, you're you. So Rip Pepperoni, he'll never be pro. It's nice that Dota has all these stats. I wish League did better with stats. There are a few third-party sites that keep track of them, but it's the League API is is dookie. <laughs> Maybe when you get your new engine, you can. Uh, you get yeah, your yeah. Stat we'll, we'll never get that new engine. There's no replays yet. It's never gonna happen. Damn! Even RuneScape got a new engine. What's wrong with you guys? What's wrong with Riot? Okay, come on. It's the B team. It's it's Erhan's B team. <laughs> okay, Altai, what's your explanation for the lack of uh, the lack of replays in League? Is is it the B team at Riot, even though that's their only game? And they're the biggest. No, they're making another game. Remember, they're making a card game or something. Fighting game. Well, well, they bought a fighting game. We don't know if they're actually making it. They shut it down. We don't know what they're, they're making. Definitely making a fucking card game. I the, they're working out. on the. There was like a sandbox crafting game that they, that studio was also working on, right? So aren't they working on that one? Uh, uh, no, no one knows. That's the thing. It's, it's, un, it's unannounced. No one has any idea what Riot's working on. We're just speculating. Well, they did buy that studio, and they, we know they shut the fighting game down, but they're working on. The other game still. So that that second game is still being worked on, 100. <laughs> percent Yeah. So I think the A team is on. I think following Erhan's uh, logic, logic uh, that the A team is on that, uh, the B team's out at lunch, and the C team is running League. That's what I think. So <laughs> no, well, I, I think the A team is working on a CGI League of Legends movie that, like the Final Fantasy VII movie, will be almost ouch. nothing but fight scenes. <laughs> are, we, are we talking Spirits Within? Or are we talking uh, the Final Fantasy VII? The, Advent the new one. Children. Okay. The Spirits Within was unbelievably bad. I remember watching it, right? But I remember Advent... nothing. It was so unmemorable. I gotta look it up. I know I saw it too. Okay, let's Ad Advent Children was like nothing but well-choreographed fight scenes. Yeah. But I'd rather watch Dragon Ball Z than oh, random CGI fight scenes. Oh, The Spirits Within was horrible. Oh, yeah, why I you remind me of this? Ugh. It was so unmemorable, wasn't it? No, it's... It feels... It makes me feel nauseous, like I'm car sick. Okay, well, see, I, have another I reminded you of the cool fight scene one, Advent Children. 
Yeah, at least that one was, that one had some cool fight scenes, but I didn't really enjoy it either because you didn't have the same story of Final Fantasy Final Fantasy game. It didn't no, feel engaging. True. No, I know. I, I don't remember like any of it at all. Except Me neither. For, like vague bits Wait, I'm, and pieces. I'm very excited here because uh, Aaron just announced that he has a controversy. Ooh, all right, it's, it it's, it's, it's a mini controversy. Okay, here we go. Ready? So I'm ready. You know, browsing the MMO news as I as I often do. I came across sure, sure, I came across said. a new game being published by Aria. And I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about here. Twin Saga. Wow. Twin Saga. It's area. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, wow, how did I not hear about this? Oh, wait, I did hear about this. It's actually yeah. Astral Realm. You set up the game page, didn't you? It's Astral Realm, but these douchebags decided to change the name to Twin Saga. Why? And then we got to change our URLs. I have Why? No way. Why do they change the name? I mean, That's something that pisses me exactly. off. Exactly. It grinds no, my gears. You know, it's funny, I had to, like, dig, because I forgot that this game was called Astro. It wasn't until I was browsing some other website that I remember, oh, yeah, this game already exists. So... Yo, the call drops. Oh, yeah, Skype drop, boys, call me. Omar probably, Omar, like, died, I think. Oh. Oh, my God, look at the... Look at that thing. I'm hosting now. Okay. Does it matter? Okay, yourself, this is a good point. Hope you said, does it matter? Does it matter? Uh, you know what, I... I guess in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't. But at the same time, the inverse of that is why do they do it in the first place? What's the motivation? Okay. Like, is Twin I, Saga I, any more Western Matt, appealing than Astral Realm? They're oh, both just confusing. I think it matters. And here's why it matters, okay? Because people, maybe not with Twin Saga, but people do look forward to foreign MMOs a lot. And they sit there and they hype it up. And they're looking for this one game. And then all of a sudden, some other name comes up, and they don't know to look for that. You know what I mean? They, they don't know to look for Twin Saga instead of Astral Realms or whatever the fuck it's called. Well, exactly. So, w why are they confusing everyone? Yeah, I don't follow what you mean. Yeah. And Matt, Sean, make sure you're muted, too, on Skype. No, I'm, I'm saying it does matter that they change it because they're confusing people. Right, okay, so That's I think we all saying. agree they're retarded for changing it. I agree. Are we in agreement? All, all also, in favor of I them being retards? Yes. Yes, okay, favor. good. But I think what I was going to say is I think Astral Realms sounds marginally less generic than Twin Saga. Right, and, right, and that's right. his I point. I agree. Astral Realms does sound a little better, like, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I can see that some Chinese games might have a name that doesn't translate well, like like right. Epic Lobo Fight of the you know Kingdoms. Right? You maybe want to you know change that, but Astral Realms sounds fine. Uh, have you seen some of these translations? They're like a mile long, and I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? For example, you just said Zhuzhan, for example, is a very popular game in China. It's my perfect world. It's just Jade Dynasty in the West, because Zhuzhan doesn't mean anything, you know? But Jade <coughs> Dynasty is at least something we can... Okay, but Astral Realm is... It's two English words. They mean something. We both know Astral, both know Realm, right? Twin Saga... Twin Saga sounds like a, a psychology case study. I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> oh, the like, psychology case study makes sense. That, that is, you, now that you said that, that, that that's what it That's all I can like. think. I'm like, okay, they took two twins, they shot one into space, left one on Earth, and now they're going to compare their bone structure in 30 years. Like, what, what, is, what the hell does this mean, Twin Saga? I, I think it sounds it. like a terrible a anime. Generic anime X Legends game with one unique feature that makes it fun for about a month and everyone moves on to the next thing. That's, that's it. That's what I think. <laughs> I think I think uh, Twin Saga sounds like a generic anime about a guy with a sister complex. <laughs> Isn't that all anime? <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think it's a very stupid name. 
Unfortunately, we're I mean, not arguing. They're not but... both. They're not bad. It's not a bad name, but there's just no reason no. to change it from the original. What do you think the thought process is behind that? Oh, we got to make this simpler for the Westerners. For the dumb oh, Westerners. They understand. Those gosh darn Westerners. No clue. Okay, in terms of really dumb games, game names, uh, the game I've been playing recently with Witchy, Tubby, and Shirelia, and a little bit of Gumby too, Melty Blood Actress Again, Current Code. Just, just it is a cra- that. That sounds Japanese. What does Melty Blood mean? What does Actress Again mean? And why is Current Code in there? Where's Actress First? Every time okay. you start a match, it says actress again. Yeah, well, what, what, the what does that one? mean? <laughs> Where's the first actress? What? Well, yeah, the previous games, I guess. But uh, current code is just the name of the current revision. Kind of like, it, it's got new story, but it's kind of like a Guilty Gear Xrd now. It has Guilty Gear Xrd. Ah, uh, shit, what is it called? I don't remember Man, what I like the, the original one's called. I like the fact that you can called. defend this. But yeah, but why the, new one, the new one is called uh, Guilty Gear Xrd Revelator. So it's got it's the same game with new characters and new story content. Because that's how fighting games work. They're revisions for um the arcade version, they're bringing the new revision to consoles, but they're making you pay for it because it's but got Why are they actresses again? Guys, guys. I don't know. It's and just they're not all actresses. The There's some there. actors in there. <laughs> it's just the name they went for. No, it was Act Cadenza, not Actress Cadenza. I, I have an idea, guys. Let's play a game, ready? All right. Let's all say the stupidest MMORPG name we can think of that, that, for on. an actual game that exists or existed. I gotta go to the random page for a second. Okay, I gotta right. think. This, this, is a good, this is a good question. This okay. is a good question. I believe the there list. was a Genghis Khan online. Yeah, oh, that's not that dumb though. But that's not that I, dumb, that makes sense. Genghis no. Khan was a badass. Uh, what does that mean though, Genghis Khan online? It's like, you, like are you're you not playing Genghis Khan. Khan. They put like, Genghis Khan online. <laughs> He's fucked up now. You're all playing Genghis Khan. It's a very I don't know. Name. Asta, the War of Tears and Winds is pretty bad. Uh, uh, it's a bit long. It sounds pretty like epic, novel. actually. I kind of like it. I the think War this of Tears good. and Winds. Okay, Crime it creates. Hey, look, I got it. The whole realm becomes sad because of the war, and winds destroy the realm. All right, so, I don't know. It, it, it makes some sense. Someone in chat said a funny one, which now that I think about it, does sound silly. Fly for fun. Yeah, that one's pretty. Like, <laughs> hey guys, for, hey guys, let's play some fly for fun. Guys, I fly for shame. <laughs> How about uh, Dream of Mirrors Online? You're dreaming of mirrors? What? But that's based on an actual book in China. So it kind of makes sense. I dream of mirrors all the time, guys. Come on. All right, here's a good one. Thang Online. Thang Online. What does that mean? Guys, guys, ready? Got that thang. Luminary Rise of the Gunzu. <laughs> that well, it depends awesome. what Gunzu means. I, I don't know what Gunzu means. It sounds like a silly word. But yeah, there are a lot of weird names out there. I will, I will say that. Well, what, what about what about the most badass name? Ooh, snow. Hmm. It's not an MMO, but no more room in hell. I love that name. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's I a good game too. Name. I love that game. Shakes and Fidget is a pretty silly name, but the game is silly, so it kind of makes sense for them. Fair enough. <laughs> Scions of Fate, another. Just Scions of Fate's not bad. Wait, like isn't this one's kind of weird? Tree of Savior. No, 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 no. What do you, you mean? No, 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 no. It's not what bad. Does that mean? It's not great, but it's not the awful. The tree of the Savior? The, isn't the tree the y- Yeager Dazzle tree? Yeager from Seal? Yeah. So maybe? Here's the one. Legend of Legacy. That's, That's awful. Legend of Legacy. <laughs> That's awful. I always thought Worm Online was pretty weird, too. It's, it's just not appealing. It sounds kind of like, ugh, Worm Online. 
I think wolf team sounds pretty stupid too. Uh, wolf team it's is pretty. Team though. of wolves. It's like pack of raptors. If they made a game called Raptor Pack, you wouldn't question that. That brings you up to another nagging issue: pay to uh, win in FPS games. I hate it. Like a game what? like Wolf Team is unplayable today because it's pay to win. Like everything costs money, and everything you buy with money is OP. To the point where if you're playing as a free user, you just basically fodder for people that pay. I feel like uh, you're just attracted to really shitty FPSs. Look, I love I think you just have like, this addiction to really bad FPSs, and then you inflate them and get annoyed when you find out they're paid away. Okay, I I've got another bad one. Night Falls. Night Falls? Eh, eh, it's not bad. No, it sounds it's like an word. HBO vampire it's show. It's one word. Night Falls. Oh. Uh oh. Fine. That that's expansion <laughs> to Guild Wars, isn't it? <laughs> Guild Wars, Night Falls. That's Nightfall. Oh, whatever. Else. You gave it to me plural. Same jazz, all right? <laughs> yeah, also, dude, the most funny game name ever is Final Fantasy because they never end. It's true. They never end. There's, there's going to be a million Final Fantasies forever. All right, I got the best one. Okay, that is a dad joke. My dad made that joke when I was like 10. Guys, I found well, the that's best a, one. Dad jokes oh, are top I'll tell announce he's got the best one, the guys. The best Let's dumb name. Ready? Doofus. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Doofus. Doofus. It's Doofus is pretty bad. Wapfu okay. is right up there, then. Battle Battalions is pretty bad, too. Yeah, I'll admit that. <laughs> Let me see what else we got here. But also, side note, I, I remember in the last podcast, if you read the comments from the YouTube video, like yeah. half the comments were commenting on Matt's hair. So I'm just throwing <laughs> oh, that Oh, I there, saw Matt. that. Yeah, big props to Matt's hair. Congratulations, <laughs> Matt's hair. Matt, you were a distraction <laughs> in the last podcast. Right? I want you to know that. <laughs> now I'm going to be more of a distraction with my shirtless, I mean, yeah. my sleeveless shirt. Matt, Matt went even Shirtless. more thug. He's like, he couldn't handle like the little thug he had last time. Now he went full thug. He's got the white beater on and the hair. All right, speaking of bad games and a relevant uh, topic, I guess, for discussion really? here. Ready, guys? There's a, there's a new trailer for Master X Master. That's uh, It's a stupid name, but it's an interesting game. Let's talk about that. Okay, so okay. it's a MOBA by NCSoft. And NCSoft thinks they got some hot shit IP, IPs here. So it's like a mishmash of all their famous characters, I guess, in a mobile world. They're not really famous, though. So they're, they're, they're pulling out Blizzard. They think they got some hot shit IPs here. But they don't. These recognizable <laughs> characters that everybody knows and loves and sleeps with. But they're with, not. <laughs> quilted onto a pillow. Can anyone name... All right, here's a good question. Can anybody I have not recognized one NCSoft character by name? I got it. I got it. Hold on. Cricket. That's what the, the tutorial guy calls Who you. Who the fuck is Cricket? Hung Moon. <laughs> oh, Hung Moon, that's right. Okay, but, yeah, Blade but, and Soul. Honestly, they're really unmemorable characters, though. They have Lineage 2 characters, Blade and Soul characters in there, Wildstar characters, but I can't name any Wildstar That characters. one Char guy from Guild Wars. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That one Char guy. Yo, who do you, who's your favorite hero? I like that one Char guy. <laughs> Alright, I, I do want to talk about the interesting part about uh, Master X Master, Master though, I'm curious how they're going to pull it off because the way it works is you get two characters, right? So I talked, to, I, I had this idea years ago when I was talking to people about League of Legends about being able to like tag team characters. So you could actually tag team characters in Master X Master. So you you pick two characters and each character has a different weapon start of the game. And you can literally switch between characters with the flick of your mouse wheel. <laughs> so when you're low on HP, you can switch to your other character, right? And it allows for crazy combos because characters will synergize well with each other. But do you think they can pull that off without making it overly complex? Because think about yes. it. Imagine you have to. How do you memorize eight? So not not only do you have to know what like what your opponents can do with their four abilities, right? But you also, you also know what all their tag team guys can do as well. Which hey, it's it that super char complicated. guy. <laughs> he showed up. Like 
How, it, it seems like overly complex because it seems the, the 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 learning curve must be through the roof. I think Play I think NC South is too is too late with this. Honestly, I I don't know if this game is gonna find an audience. To be honest. Okay, I like well, to try something different though. They're trying something different. Props to them for that. But I just think it's gonna be too complex. The name yeah. isn't dumb because it's got two characters. So it's Master Master X Master, and they're called Masters. Yeah, there's one thing I really care about when it comes to Master X. But I think everyone's right. I think this is too late. I cannot see this game being successful over here in the West. I just think they're not. NCSoft isn't exactly a powerhouse, except for Guild Wars, uh, and I guess Blade and Soul too. Mm -hmm. But are they going to bring back X Steel in this game? Will there be an X Steel hero? Oh, that'd be like a fan, that'd be like a fan awesome. treat right there. I'll play this game just for that X Steel hero. <laughs> Is there going to be an X Steel hero? No way. Probably not. Not not. not I mean, I not mean, at first. They don't really have that many client games, at least as far as we have listed. I mean, it's Aeon I, and everything we've said. So I think the biggest problem is that like the two heroes thing just isn't enough. Like it's it's interesting and it's nice and all, but it's not good enough. You know. But but there's I mean? also weapons. You equip different weapons in every hero as well, so you can further customize your 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 the combinations of characters. Yeah, but it's not enough. To buy items. Also, somebody mentioned uh, League is 130 heroes, so complaining about possible mixed matches between 30 is kind of a you know, unnecessary. But the problem is dealing with eight abilities at once. Because you, you have to realize your opponent has eight abilities, you have eight abilities, and you can both switch at will. So being able to 1v1 him requires a tremendous amount of game knowledge. Because when to switch, what he can switch into, how you can counter, it, it really okay, but it Omer, multiplies the complexity. You're saying, I mean, okay, look, just to establish some precedent to this notion, I mean, fighting games have done this for, you know, forever. I mean, Street Fighter versus Capcom, you pick three heroes team, yeah. and switch between them, right? So that's, that's 1v1, though. It, this is a 5v5 is 1v1, MOBA. But, so they're trying to take that and translate into a MOBA. Um, Can you imagine a team fight? It's going to be a complete clusterfuck. I mean, I, I actually think it's a cool idea, but my yeah. biggest issue is not complexity. It's it's too little too late. Like, it, it, the kind of the market is so saturated for MOBAs. That, that too, obviously. And, and it it's not that, memorable. I mean, it, it could be done in a way that's not as complex. I'm, I haven't played the game yet. Just conceptually, it seems very complex. But if they can pull it off, God bless, because it's a really cool idea. All right, well, we'll have to find out when uh, Master like, X uh, Master comes out. Is other titles should take this and put them in their own games and just put it as like an experimental mode for fun. Okay, I think the biggest problem, though, that we're not even addressing is that the mini games are dumb. There's there mini are, games. There's what? mini games. Yeah, like a platforming thing. You guys didn't see that in the trailer. Yeah, that, I did see that for a second. Yeah, it's 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 dumb. There are mini games where you take heroes and go through platforming. That sounds uh, that sounds odd. Is it like during the middle of a match? I don't know. I don't or, think so. I think no, I know that. Okay, so in the game, according to the game page that I think I put together, there's PVE missions. Uh, there's over 25 maps and dungeons with five difficulty settings, and you have to do them. Oh, this is this is like Battleborn. You have to do them to unlock characters, runes, materials, and achievements. So just like Battleborn, I think you're gonna Go have to do these PVE missions to improve your characters and be competitive. And I find that really fucking annoying. And I think Dumb. locking content in a PvP-focused game behind PVE content is a big turnoff for for quite a few people. And we none, I don't think any of us like that in Battleborn. Okay, oh. that's like saying there's so many people that play Call of Duty just for the multiplayer, right? You now have to finish the campaign to max out your multiplayer character yeah, and unlock the all the weapons. The campaign is, is four hours long. 
for oh, now, but I mean, Infinite Warfare, it should go on forever, man. <laughs> Wasn't that an issue we had with um, Battleborn as well? Yeah, I said that three times. Oh. <laughs> you know what? You never listen to me. No. This is what, you want to talk about not having nice things? This is why, this is why your relationship days. isn't working, Erhan. Damn. <laughs> I, 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 all I could think about was how awful that Battleborn single-player or, or story mode was. <laughs> that must have been the worst thing I've done in my life. Come on. There's, there's definitely worse things out there, okay? It's like they gutted Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. It, 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 uh... was, it wasn't... Come on. It wasn't as bad as freaking uh, that, that mobile we talked about earlier. Golden Rush, all right? Golden Rush. So that's the go-to right you, here? They remind you of Prime World, actually, because Prime World... When you talk about minigames, it remind me of Prime World, because in Prime World, there's a very, very stupid minigame where in the middle of a game, right, literally in the middle of a match, a player can just walk up to this board game in your base and start playing uh, Zuma, where you like to match these three balls, right? So, like, why what? is that in the game? What? Like, oh, yeah. Literally there's a, there's a, a, Zuma, there's a Zuma board in, in your base in this MOBA. Yeah, I remember this. And you, yeah, and, and if you complete the mini game, which takes like freaking like five minutes in a mobile, that's like game breaking amount of time, right? You get like a scroll that increases armor in an AOE for like by two, which is literally useless. Right? So the only logic, the only reason they put that there, I think, and uh, Aaron had had this had this theory is for the girls on your team that you don't want them to defeat, right? So you tell them to go stay in base and play Zuma or something. <laughs> It's like, we we need you on the we need you in base on the on the Zuma board, you know the board game. You know, take, yeah, take we, care of that. No feeding, right? Our <laughs> theory crafting is spot on. I got I got we some good news. Book. I got some good news. You guys want some good news? I want some good, I love news. good news. All right, Google Chrome is now the most popular web browser in the world. That's a hallelujah. So it finally passed uh, Internet, Internet Explorer. Explorer. Yeah. Wait a second. How is that possible? There's still so many old people. <laughs> I don't understand. Like a lot of grandchildren must have installed Chrome on their grandparents' computers. Uh, okay, so I moved to Firefox. Whoa, Firefox has been declining was. for a long time now. I actually no, use I... both Chrome and Firefox at the same time. Okay, and I use Chrome... Firefox Developer Edition. I too. use Opera. Chrome wait, locked wait, wait. up my computer when it started for a while. <laughs> really? So I got tired of it and moved to wow. Firefox. Opera yeah. for life, boys. I've actually I found Chrome to be cleaner than Firefox. I, I like Opera in the whole sense that it has like a built-in email client, but the thing is, it is so, so slow compared to the other ones. Interesting. So I'm looking at a graph here, and uh, on the chart, they have um, Internet Explorer, Chrome, Firefox, Safari, Opera, and then there's a tab called Other. Yeah. What the fuck is Other? I'll tell you, I know exactly what Other is. Oh, there's a lot of What's Other. What's Other? There's a lot of them. Chromium. There's Vivaldi. Um, okay. That's two. <laughs> wow. What is that? It. I can, I, there's that panda one that's on. Uh, if you're in the PSP now. browser, for example, that caps oh, yeah, on there. Okay. Wait, oh, there's yeah, one Netscape. really weird one. A really Netscape? old one. Netscape. Netscape. Yeah. I went to say Safari and then I realized. How many people do you think are still at AOL? There's some. That's what I want to know. I'm still I used to pro. have AOL. I, I used to when I was like. Wait, we all had it back in the day. Back that in thing the day. Was I terrible. actually never had AOL. Was really? Awful. Yeah, I never was had an Earthlink guy. Yeah, I was an Earthlink guy. We, we, we were all about Earthlink in my house. We, we were always jelly about the Earthlink people back when we had dial-up and AOL. Like, oh, all the, all the Earthlink guys probably never DC the way we DC. We also had dial-up. What are you talking about? And then you guys we, probably assumed that oh, they got AOL. AOL. That's a good yeah, shit. Yeah, I always wanted AOL. Okay, so <laughs> we had AOL, right? And we still used to get all the trial discs in the mail. So we used to use them as Frisbees. Yeah. Not, well, we everyone did, did that. I was so like, many. that was classic. 
That was some very pertinent news there. I'm pretty happy to learn about that. All right. Well, if you if you like that kind of news, I got another piece for you. Oh wow! Please bring it on. All right. Guys, Opera got bought by a Chinese company, by the way. So I think it's over that, the Chinese. That's oh, good wow. faith then. That means I'm gonna start using Opera. Okay. So. You know, it's probably the most unimportant piece of trivia that is on here. Safari is actually available for Windows, and I don't understand why. Who would download that? Right. I don't know. I thought the only people that used it Fascist. were Mac users, but it's a very it's available for Windows. Guys, like, Windows XP would, is below ten percent of OS market share now. That's the first time it's ever dropped below ten percent. The fact that it's, it's about time. <laughs> it's still nine point six, but it's below ten. That's uh, that's your update for the computer world for the week. Uh oh, I can't hear you guys. There he is. What Still alive. Blizzard made him uh, sleep with the fishes. <laughs> For all that talk about the D team. It would be kind right. of funny if two guys slam on your door and stumble in. They got their WoW t shirts on and they they start threatening you. D team, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, Captain Fatty brought up a good point. What's a lot that? of web devs want to see their website on Chrome. Oh, on yeah. Safari, and that actually was a big issue for MMOs.com for a while. We had some very nagging issues with Internet Explorer, where everything worked right for everything, but Internet Explorer, because it's Internet Explorer, was retarded and it just refused to work. So we had to find fixes for it. So that's that's one of the reasons people have multiple browsers to make sure their website runs perfectly fine on every browser. I read a funny right, comment so uh, on this post. It was like uh, this guy says he could be lying, but he said I'm an employer, and uh, when I interview uh, potential employees. I ask them what, what uh, browser they use, and if they say Internet Explorer, I don't hire them. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea. Honestly, right, it's not so a bad idea. There's more important news, though. We, we forgot. Oculus is going to be in retail stores before some pre-orders are filled. Oh, yes. That's awful. And including I'm ours. pre-orders. Yeah, including and our pre-order. That's and it's going to be super limited in quantities, and it's probably going to sell out as some sort of other pre-order. But it'll be there. But their assholes okay. are doing that. Pure in assholes. In Oculus's defense. No, there's no defense. They're assholes. No, there is, there is one defense, right? And it comes down to the number of Americans who don't even know that VR exists. Uh, it was Superdata did a report recently. And I'll find it for a second here. Um, basically, it's up to it's over 50% of people have no idea virtual reality exists. And uh, nearly 80% of consumers they rarely hear about it. So that means I think like that other 30% that does hear about it probably saw it in like the Matrix or a movie or something, but they don't even know what's going on. So I mean, this is I a big, this is a big marketing push by Oculus. And it is, I think, important because they're trying to get the average. Like, who goes to Best Buy? It's not only it's us. You know, average it's the average goes. consumer goes to Best Buy. I go um, to Best Buy because I don't have any alternatives here. Oh, sorry. He lives in the boonies next to the alligators. <laughs> okay, I'm not far south enough to have alligators. Okay, that's a lie. There are swamps here with alligators, but, but not. It's Matt, not Matt alligators. With alligators. I can just, I can just see him in his wife beater and his hair tied up, you know, on his little like riverboat. <laughs> with He's a got beer. Confederate flag on his, uh, his <laughs> pickup truck. Okay, I am not that ignorant. I'm Even kidding. if you guys could make a case for me being ignorant, I'm not that ignorant. <laughs> yeah. So the director of research at Superdata basically said that for consumer adoption. Uh, to really take place, you know, for their 2020 estimates. Uh, that doesn't make happen. sense, though. But, you can't defend them. Happen? They're being assholes. How does that not logically make sense from I'll Oculus? I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Listen, if people... Why are you giving... 
why are you selling product at a physical store when you can't even meet the pre-order demand? No, no, People that I literally agree. funded the game, yes. funded the product. The game. <laughs> Uh, the product, right? These people were early adopters, and you're giving them a big F you to their face, and you're selling it to retail before. They should push every single retail copy into the hands of pre-orders before they touch anything well, else. Well, I, I, I agree with you, but uh, let me let me, let me me sell it to Sean in a, in a more legit, you know, okay. re rational more manner. Okay. okay, here we go. Well, that's pretty rational. What are you talking about? No, no here's, here's what I mean. So your issue is they want to educate the market on the existence of the product. I'm not defending them. I'm just no, saying that I, they I, have. I get the logic trying, behind why they did it. Okay, but they could just put up ads. But your logic is for faulty like for months. this reason. If why, they cannot Tommy? meet today's limited supply, educating yeah. the market on a product they can't deliver is not is not doing them any favors. Okay. Yeah. But here the thing is, see, I think what you just said is also faulty. I don't think this is being done in order to get uh, conversions. I don't think they intend to sale. I think they just want to generate buzz. Right? They just want to get Channel yes. 7 News down to Best Buy to film people trying out their VR device. They, I don't think they expect anybody to actually buy right. an Oculus. But the half-life of interest, the half -life of interest on anything is low, correct? So if, 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 I if, don't know. If the CNBC or whatever has a guy at Best Buy trying it on, and then you're, and a 40-year-old sees it, and they, and they go to Best Buy to buy it, and it's sold out for six months, they're gonna, the interest will wane. But why is the half-life on interest so low when... By doing that, they also generate interest in VR in general. It doesn't have to be the Oculus; it be the Gear VR, or it that's can not be, good again, for remember, Oculus. But remember, all the reports they indicate that the vast majority of people will try VR first through a smartphone, okay. like a Gear VR, a mobile device. So I think again, by doing this, they're generating interest in VR in general, not the Oculus, not the Vive, in the entire market. This is just—they're they're trying to get that push out there because they're playing the five-year plan. That's okay. my guess. Five-year plan with Here's a bigger problem. Yeah. <laughs> here's a bigger problem. In the same announcement, they stated that they will have demos set up at 48 Best Buys, right? Mm. Okay. The store demo, the closest one is like two and a half hours from here. But anyways, you can reserve a time slot up to a month in advance. What? Holy yeah, shit. To demo something at a Best Buy. Like, What? I don't want to reserve a time slot a month in advance. Yeah, you want to go there and try it, and that's it. Especially if I, to, if I have to drive two and a half hours, I want to walk in, I want to try the damn thing, and I want to go home. <laughs> I, I think they're assholes for, for I mean, look providing at this. copies to retail customers before they do pre-orders. I think, yeah, I, I agree that it's it does feel... It's an insult to people that I mean, I'm, I'm the person who was supposed to have his VR device, but now, uh, originally, and was pushed back an extra 30 to 45 days. So and, and, I'm the one who's getting shortchanged here. And it does show some kind of incompetence because HTC managed to ship theirs. And Omar actually yeah. got... I, I'm, I'm, I'll be in Vegas on uh, this time next week. But right now I'm in New Jersey. But my, my HTC Vive pre-order came in. It's, we're setting up another room in Vegas right now. So uh, it'll be waiting for me I when I get I am curious uh, as to what the hell's going on because it's not like Oculus struggles with funding and it's and they had these pre-orders for a, long uh, a few time, months yeah. in advance, right? So why is it? And they must have known. They must have had projections uh, for yeah. interest in production. So, so what the hell went wrong? And there's been no transparency about that. I don't know what the hell went wrong in the production process that's caused this so huge for some, delay. For some context, too, an HTC is a much smaller company than Facebook. HTC is worth like $2 billion, right? The whole yeah. company. Whereas a company like Facebook is worth over $250 billion, one of the most valuable companies in the world. And they couldn't deliver on time when HTC, little old HTC from Taiwan got their shit together. We already have, That's I have my HTC Vive. And don't forget, uh, the Vive has more parts to it, too. So it's a more yeah. complicated package. It came in a giant box, actually, because there's so much stuff they put in there. 
Booney. Booney here said, you know, he he kind of criticized Oculus for getting sold to Facebook. When, they, when Oculus got sold to Facebook, at first I was worried, but then I was I felt reassured. I thought, okay, they can deliver this on time. They have yeah. the money, they have the resources, they have giant teams behind this to make this happen. And then it just goes to show you that all the money in the world still led to a gigantic fuck up, like Omer said, compared to this smaller company that was able to deliver something that's ahead of the game. It has it only it also has the peripherals and it has room tracking, two things that Oculus does not have and will not have upon shipping. Also, um, by, by the way, guys, the ATC Vive is, I mean, it's infinitely better than the the, the Samsung Gear VR in terms of like capability, oh, fluidity, course. comfort, and it just works so much. It's so much more impressive. Like, I wonder. Yeah. If I go to order an HTC Vive right now, what will my order date be? I don't think. Are they think, able to push know. out product regularly, or are they? I think. Still... I think. I think you can pick it up. You can pick it up in Best Buy actually. HTC Vive, I think, real soon. So really? maybe pick it up in the store if you want it. So they were able to be on the ball, and I'm sure that they, they sold a lot too. And as people said, there's more capability on HTC Vive, and it's really mind blowing compared to the Gear. The Gear VR is so basic and so laggy and so looks so meh compared to the the Vive. And I think when I'll tell when you get here, you can you can try it. And we have a we have another like our father's friend is coming too. He can try. He's, I think he'll enjoy it. All right. Well. Much more well, you know, when we talk, when we go on about VR, it's that means the podcast yeah, is about yeah. to end, the VR. and the yeah. uh, after show is about to begin. So we'll stick I'm by that thing. Actually, to try and order an HTC Vive. Guys, if curious. anybody knows where I can find some VR hente for HTC Vive, let me know because Altai isn't in, isn't in Vegas yet, so I get some free time to uh, enjoy. <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm disinfect you, it when I get there. If you find some VR hente, let me know. I want to try. All right, well, that's I it. Well, I'm bit. closing the podcast, boys. All right, all right, all right. Say farewell. <laughs> Later, guys. We'll, be on, we'll keep going for that after show for a bit, so stick around.